Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I am one of your hosts and cult leaders, Jordan Garcia. And right next to me, I have Armando Arvizo here. And what do we usually do here on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast? Well, for those who don't know, and even for those who know and seem to forget all the time, what we like to do here on the podcast is... Whoa, whoa, that's a little passive aggressive. You're putting a lot on our audience right now, Jordan. I'm just saying... I wish you didn't. I'm just saying, you know, it, we're, we're, I think we're the only cult where our cult members don't really know what we're about. <laughs> but, and again, that's I'm not trying to like say anything bad. I appreciate everyone who listens, but... For those of you who don't and understands know, what the hell we're doing over here. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. I mean, at least people just listen to us and like what we're doing. They don't have to understand the concept fully. But the concept is what we like to do is we like to uh, talk about a film that's in the Criterion Collection. And each episode, one of us, one of the hosts, cult members, brings a film and pairs it with that film in the Criterion Collection. And the film that we bring, we believe belongs in the Criterion Collection, but it's not in the Criterion Collection. And, you know, we talk about it. We vote about it. We argue about it. We, we see what's up with it. And that's yeah, what we we're here to do. Yeah, we get philosophical about it. Yeah, we just kind of, you know, relate it to our, to, to whatever, to the movie we're talking about. To, to Buddha, to, to Bodhi. To whatever is going to, on. You know what I'm saying? It's to just... The, to, the point of, to the point of breaking. Exactly. And today is Mondo's episode. So what are we talking about today? Um, we're going undercover. We're going... Deep yeah, we're kicking cover. the summer off right, baby. We're getting uh, we're getting to the beach. We're going back to the beach. <laughs> but but first, uh, yeah. So my uh, today my picks are Infernal Affairs, and I'm pairing it with Point Break, which is not in the Criterion Collection. Point Break isn't is not right. Which that's a lot the of movie people, I'm bringing. Right, right. So, but Infernal Infernal Affairs just got added to the collection. Can you tell us earlier this year, or last year? Uh, I think it was last year, huh? I believe it was last year. Yeah. But uh, let us know. So yeah, Infernal it. Affairs. If you don't know, Martin Scorsese based The Departed off it. Yes, it's a remake. Is, it's uh, it's the yeah. American remake, basically. Yeah, the American version, the Italian American yeah. one. Yes, Italian American. You're right. It's <laughs> or not no, the were they Irish? Well, oh, you're right. It's 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 Italian Irish. Yeah, Irish Italian. Yeah, they yeah. got a they got one of those punk Irish bands in there. I forget which one it is. Dropkick yeah, Murphys. That's sort of yeah, Dropkick Murphys. That's yeah. sort of like Martin Scorsese's thing, right? Mm-hmm. As that's why I think he likes. We'll get into it in a little bit. Okay, but, but that's kind of like why I feel like he likes The Departed so much because he's part of the two worlds. He's Irish and Italian. Yeah. That was kind of one thing too that he. I feel like Goodfellas, where it's like Robert De Niro's character. It couldn't yeah, be and Joe, and, um, and Ray Liotta. Yes, and Ray Liotta. And then, like, uh, even, like, other stuff. A lot of the stuff has to do with that. Like, someone just can't be a fool on... Anyway, yeah, yeah go. Full, let, full, let, uh, let's hear about it. Infernal a full affairs. infernal. <laughs> uh, infernal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Infernal Affairs uh, came out in 2002, directed by Andrew Lau and Alan Mack. Um, let me read you the letterbox uh, little synopsis. Loy- loyalty, honor, betrayal. Chang Win Wing Yang, a, p- a young police officer has been sent undercover as a mole in the local mafia. Lao Kin Ming, a young mafia member, infiltrates the police force. Years later, their older counterparts, Chen Wing Yan and Inspector Lao Kin Ming, respectfully race against time to expose the mole within their midst. Yeah. Well, it's midst? Mist? Mist? In their midst. Mist. Midst. Yeah, midst. Yeah. Sorry. There's a mole in the midst. In the midst. Among the midst. Yeah. Okay, who's in this? I mean, uh, we got a lot of people. We got Andy Lau. We got Tony Lung Chi Wai. Anthony well, Wong. I mean, you could just say Tony Lung because everyone just knows him that. No. But he's he's a, a Criterion regular. He's in yeah. uh, all the uh, uh, Wong Kar Wai, Wong Kar Wai stuff. Mm-hmm. In the Mood for Love. Um uh, Chunky and Express, yeah. a lot of good stuff. Yeah, then we have Anthony Wong, Eric Sang, Kelly Chen, Sammy Cheng, Edison Chen, Sean Yu, Elva Heizo, uh, Chapman Tu, Lam Kao Tung, and yeah, the list goes on to a different tune. Yeah, and this is um, and and, and you know it's funny um. You know, in The Departed, you sort of have to read everyone who's in it because they kind of play like a significant role. Here, there really isn't, it's not like the same as like in The Departed. It's going to be hard not to 
not to compare the two. Yeah, I a little bit because I've seen the, it, I've seen The Departed first and Exactly. And just because of the actors who are in it and they're so but, recognizable. But but also because it was actually remade by an actual good filmmaker, so it's not like a remake that feels kind of you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, done just a remake to remake. And, you know, yeah, like exactly. Something because it was popular over right, right, in right. A, you know, China or Hong Kong. Exactly. Or, or, or like it that. just wasn't like a big movie that like American audiences like needed to just like remake just beat by beat. Yeah. I feel like you know in in this one, and so this is my first time watching it. Um, seeing mm-hmm. the Departed a bunch of times, but so the, obviously a lot of the same things. A lot of a lot of things are the same. Obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, there are various moments that kind the of basic premise, yeah, the and, basic and premise, and, and there's cer- certain big scenes, but here and, and again, not saying it's a bad thing, um, but but here they're not so um, they don't feel as significant. Like Martin Scorsese, I feel like saw that story and was like, oh, I can kind of probably tell that a little better, yeah, or I, give well, it a little more meat. I yeah guess. I, well yeah exactly like this one is pretty cut and dry like all the scenes very you know, much so like the relationships between the characters and like everyone and like and the story it's pretty like yeah there's no fat on it at all it's also but, more focused on what would be uh the matt damon character which is the yeah. you know the mobster who who joins Infiltrates the police force. Is the, yeah. yeah, the FBI, like internal that, affairs. It's more so about his struggle of trying to be a good person, right? Like, cause that's yeah. kind of his thing. He he like wants to be a good cop, kind of towards the end. Mm-hmm. Where in I feel like in The Departed there is more of like a black and white kind of thing where they don't know who they are and that's kind of the point of the undercover yeah. films most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Is it's them trying to figure out who they really are and what they're really about and what they're really trying to do, yeah. you know? Which, you know, we'll get into in Point Break later. But in the, in this one, it doesn't really feel like that. It feels more so like it's just sort of about, you know, this this young kid who was influenced by a mobster, even though you don't really see too much of that. They show a little yeah, more of it. In you can kind of get that from obviously the backstory and how of course, I mean, of course. the very little it show, does show. At the and beginning. again, I'm only saying that because I'm comparing it to The Departed, yeah. where I feel like they show a little more of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? They show a little more of what the relationship of young Matt Damon's character is to Jack Nicholson and yeah. why he would maybe look up to him. And even the the guy, well... Jack Nicholson, the character he plays is the, the mafia boss, obviously. Right. Even his character is uh, like kind of glossed over, and he has more of a relationship with b- both these guys. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. And it does like you know like it, it's sorry, it is really hard to talk about this without just saying the Matt Damon character or something. Well, okay, so Andy Lau is the yeah. Matt Damon character in this yeah. one, but yeah, it does kind of suck to kind of just yeah. not. And yeah, I'm not trying that. to like you know. Like, same uh, here, same here. It's just easier, I think, for people to follow along who might have not seen this. Version, yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, you see that, and they have more of a relationship. Like you know, like he's really tied into him. I forget how exactly in the Departed it, it is, but. You see that where they have more interactions with one another and like, you know, like and well, there's more of the father son kind of thing. Yeah. Relationship where in infernal affairs, there's no real even with um, uh, the, 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 the cop character, which is, uh, you know, Martin Sheen. Anthony Wong in oh, this yeah. one. OK, um, but, but Martin Sheen plays him in, in Scorsese's version where it's like that's there's like this kind of father figure thing going on in the mm. Scorsese version here. There really isn't. They're just those authority figures. Yeah. And there's no like real emotional connection to any of mm. them and to, to anyone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like hard to like follow. Yeah. There's like certain beats that they do in this, in, in, in infernal affairs that I, I feel like Scorsese really, he punched up. it up. Yeah. yeah, he punched. Yeah, punched it up. That's perfect. And then, to, and that's yeah. another thing too is just like this film, like this one feels more suspense driven than uh, action, or you know, where uh, I guess Scorsese might have like kind of got both of them in it, and like you know, it's like balanced them both pretty well. Like you know, a, a, like pumped it, like actioned it up a little bit, not like crazy or anything, like. Where it's like just like you know brooding you know meathead action or anything like that. Right, right. There's right. still all the story and like you know uh, he still he uh, pumps that up too. You know where you really 
like uh, like drew it out more and like gave you more of a connection to all these characters. Right. And that's why I think we'll get into later why Point Break does that in the same way too, where it's this it's an action movie where it seems like it just could just be some broy, you know, machismo action movie, but it's really both. Like it has that you know, like real human connection and like you know that one that person's fight with self. Who like yeah they don't know if they're a good person or they're getting well, lost in yes. in being a criminal and stuff like that and and I and I will say so like it, it, you know in, in Infernal Affairs like Tony Tony Loon Leon Tony Loon Leon mm-hmm. again sorry we can't pronounce things I'm you know it's just I'm really bad at it but yeah he his character which is the Leonardo DiCaprio's character in the American version mm-hmm. in the American version he has more of a struggle with himself. Yeah. Of being like, yeah, yes, I kind of grew up as like a criminal kind of kid, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to be that. Yeah, and you grew up on the wrong side of the tracks yeah, and, and then, could and easily go into that. Yes. And the police force sees him as like, nah, like, you're just a criminal. You're just trouble. Yeah. Like, it, and then, but Martin Sheen sees in him like, oh, that's a perfect reason to put you in undercover. Yeah. Because you are like, you come from there. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. People will see you as that. Where in this one, you really don't get, uh, unfortunately, even though as as good as a performance as he's giving, you know, you don't get much of what he is. A, a yeah. Tony Leon Leon Lung's Leon, character. Yeah, I guess something like yeah. Yeah, it's again. I'm sorry, but yeah. uh, you don't like get uh, like a lot of where he's coming from. It, it's more so about the uh, the other uh, character. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, there's no... also too. I think well, we haven't seen because this is a trilogy too, so maybe it goes a deep dives more into their characters in the second one and third and again, one. again, you're absolutely right. Because, and then obviously Martin Scorsese has those to go off of. And so yes. he could probably meld those together into one right, movie. Right, and right. Like, like really spoiler alert for those people who haven't seen Infernal Affairs yet. You've seen The Departed, so you kind of know, but it doesn't really follow the same. Like, we don't see them in the Academy... We don't see them have to go through or very little like very like yeah you know. well yeah it's just very again it's just yeah it's super like quick like we don't see um the leonardo caprio character have to go through that like um uh, you know trying to trying to get their trust yeah you know he's already just or even there. the struggle when he does see the therapist you know like in in the departed version obviously yeah and that, like and in this one he just kind of sleeps through it and then they kind of starts a relationship with the therapist, but not really, you know? Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere, obviously. Yeah, but okay, so I'm going to try... It's really quick and glossed over. So I'm going to try to talk about it okay. without bringing up The Departed. Because <laughs> I feel like we've just We've been already doing, ruined it, yeah. I feel like we've just been doing yeah. that. So, okay, I, I, I enjoyed it because I feel like if I hadn't seen The Departed... I feel like I wouldn't be so concerned with those things mm-hmm. because you're right. This one is more of like a suspense thing. It's more just about the who. Yeah, like, it feels like a it? lot more Alfred Hitchcocky than anything. Yes, you know? it feels more about where like you don't the, need all this backstory. You're just yes. like you just need the MacGuffin. Exactly. And, you just need yeah. the twists and turns. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. You just need to be like, oh shit, like he's dead now. Mm-hmm. Where in in The Departed. Ah oh, shit! I said I was not going to try oh, to okay. mention it, yeah. but yeah, it's just hard not to yeah. because again, like you know, when Leo gets shot in The Departed, you're like invested in his character. It's mm-hmm. not like you're not shocked because oh, that's just a twist. Yeah. You're shocked because you're like, oh damn! I thought he was going to make it through the whole movie. Yeah. Like he's like the only like kind of good person in a way. And here and this one, when like characters get killed or something happens, you're more just like oh, like you. You can tell it was there just to like subvert the audience and mm-hmm. just to make the yeah. audience be like, oh shit, like, you know? Yeah. And it, there's no like emotional connection to make the audience be like, oh damn, like, yeah. I thought that person was going to make it through the whole movie, mm-hmm. you know? And and again, that's not that big of a deal. Again, I, I'm only bringing that up because I saw The Departed. <laughs> but here, if I would just saw this first, I, I don't think I would have mind because I think those things sort of you know it's a nice flow it has it's it's pretty quick you know what i mean it's like it's a very like it's very just boom 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 kind of movie like there's no there really isn't any like you said there's no fat to it there isn't any like scenes of like long like talking where they're just yeah there's no real big monologues of any like characters and like you know like really giving it to like you know to either andy 
to uh, Tony Lang or Andy Lau, you know, their yeah, characters it, or anything. There's like also that. very little exposition. Yeah. Like things are just happening. It just happens. Yeah. It's just like, oh hey, like even like, the little flashback scenes when uh, uh, the commissioner guy dies, uh, Anthony Wong. Like it's really, you know, it's like they cut back to you know the one scene they kind of had together, uh, like uh, uh, Tony had. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. and it's just like, oh yeah, I gave him this watch. He remembered his birthday and all. Yeah, this it was stuff. just like, like that real quick yeah, thing. It's just like this only like sentimental thing they really had with one another. Yeah, and it's really you know like I was, I mean, you kind of forget about it, but yeah, it was just so like you didn't really have to like. There's no other really like scenes that cut into of remembrance of them having a great time with right. one another or really i mean even you know, you mourning know, even, his death you know even the therapist you know the the, the therapist not I, well i guess she was a therapist or was she like the receptionist i don't know she was a therapist yeah, yeah but right. like even her kind of like being all like emotional about uh tony's character dying yeah. is like it's it just sort of like oh like we didn't I, don't, I didn't see enough of them to so like credit to martin scorsese and giving the vera ferigma character like which is that a lot therapist. of weight to in the story yeah and like giving her something like a reason to be there and it's sort of like this like well she's like both of their like anchors to this like reality that they're trying to stick to yeah. but she's like a real person in it though mm-hmm. and she like you know that she leaves them both and she realizes that they're both just like fucked up yeah. you know and here there is there isn't any it isn't worried about that it isn't worried about the characters like mental states or like what what their like their growth or anything it's just worried about like oh these are all the twists and turns yeah and, and again even the, the ending second is, and the third ones might that's why that might be why they're it might there. go more like, in depth right, than they, about like the characters yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and the more psychological but yeah even the the ending is a little brushed over it's like yes you can barely read the little like subtitle that it has yeah you know, it goes for, like really quick it's yeah, like it's oh just, yeah he like learned that he was a cop and blah 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 like yeah everyone learned he was a cop and they're having a proper funeral for him you know and stuff like that but yeah which, I don't, which feels it, very much like a studio note you know what i mean does it i don't know where it's but like, i think i think but but again i mean i guess just just because it feels so brushed over just, I just because it's just like oh we could yeah. just end it with people just got shot and they're like no no we need uh, to explain something i think maybe it was just they were going for more of the entertainment aspect of everything of the suspense like alfred hitchcock thriller suspense thriller yeah <laughs> instead probably. of like really going in and for this like crazy action you know i feel like a lot of more asian films are like you know like more concerned with that like the action where it bumps it up and this one was more concerned with like you know the twist and turns and just like like you know pure entertainment in a you know like in a different way yeah yeah more so like um i, I yeah you're right like more so like the Hitch, hitchcock idea of like it's like more so about like the the eyes like shifting like, yeah what's happening what's now. going on like, yeah yeah as opposed to just like like the audience feeling something more so than uh, right right characters. whereas like in in a certain type of uh yeah, yeah like you know in the, in the knife scene where, where you see it in the departed where you see where they find you know they they follow each other in the movie theater mm-hmm. and they're like chasing each other down the alley yeah it's more stretched out in the departed here it's like nothing yeah and you would think like you said because you know in, in a lot of like Chinese films, Japanese films, Korean films—they like to really amp up that action because they do it very well, and, yeah. they, and they know how to like make that like a story point as opposed to just pointless. Yeah. And so you would think that like, yeah, there would be that kind, like some kind of crazy knife fight mm-hmm. between them two, and like you know, but but yeah, it's it's very or even quick. a longer kind of like you know like when the phones rings yeah. and stuff like that where that's the suspense like that's exactly. the ticking time yes. pump yeah, part like where that. like they're figuring yeah. out things about one another. Because they're both trying to find out who's who, like uh, Tony's character and Andy Lau, you know, they're not they're like they're concerned with finding out who each other is and they've known each other. They've crossed paths. But, you know, but see, and that's like that's what I'm saying. It's like they're concerned about finding who each other is. Are. Yeah. <laughs> are. <laughs> but they need to find out who they really are. Yeah. But they don't really go into that. But again. I'm not saying I'm not putting that down. It's only because Martin Scorsese has ruined my American brain mm-hmm. and given me an American version that my stupid American brain likes more. Can really comprehend it. Yes, yeah. because it's got Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon yeah. 
and Mark Wahlberg. And Jack Nicholson. And they say the word fuck. <laughs> and so me... And microprocesses. I'm but a silly American boy who drinks American beer uh-huh. and just, you know, yeah. I don't know anything else but that. But, but that, I but do want to see really the other the, two movies. This, like, but I, I'm also just kind of joking. Yeah. But I, but I really am sort of just. It really is kind of hard not to compare the two, right? Like, yeah. it, there, there's no way to kind of like not, because they are very similar. I mean, Scorsese won the best director finally for this for The Departed, right? Yeah, he did. He won best yeah. director. I mean, I don't know. You know, again, I don't think The Departed is bad, but I don't know if that's what he should have won it for. But yeah, it's not it's his fine. best movie, but. But. It honestly, you know, I don't know. It, it sort might of, be. It, it might mo- be up there. <laughs> it moves up a lot of points for me after watching this version. Yeah. Because I really can see where he, you know, he saw something. And he's like, oh, that, that was a really good movie. He really made it his. Well, yes, he really made it his and his like, yeah, it comes from him. Even though, it, you know, he saw a film. He's like, oh, that's a really good film. There's some really good points in there and really good story points and characters they they might need a little bit more of a little meat to them, yeah, and I can gusto. give it to, and I can give my my Boston Irish, uh, New York Italian American spin on it. So yeah, uh, should, uh, final thoughts. Yeah, we can do final thoughts. So my final thoughts on Infernal Affairs is that it's definitely something you should check out. Uh, it's on the Criterion Channel right now. They've got all three of them. All ready, three of them. Ready with, for you with to go. extras or uh, supplements. With extras, with supplements. Honestly. It's it's certainly worth checking out, especially if you've seen The Departed, because I think it's like kind of cool to see the way that they're both done. You know, it's always nice to kind of see a film that is done well, and then someone kind of does it well again. Like it's yeah. not just one of those remakes where it's like, yeah, they didn't need to do it's this. It's not the fucking Point Break remake, for <laughs> instance. You know what I'm saying? Great it's, callback. Great, you know, great. like it, it's just not. It's it's not the fucking RoboCop remake. It's not yeah. that shit. You know, it's like someone who saw the story and didn't like do it just because they thought it was cool. They were just like, oh, like I can kind of really say something from this, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll say that Infernal Affairs to me has like some great acting. It's uh, directing's great. That's another thing that I really enjoyed about it that we didn't get into, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I'll get into it here. Is the roof thing. He even says it in a line where you're just like, oh, do all you cops like roofs? And he's just like, and the cop tells him, I don't mind being out in the daylight. Yeah. Because that the movie is very bright and just mm-hmm. like very like, all the skies are very blue. Like everything's very bright and you see everything very clearly. And I thought that was like a very interesting choice. Like no one's ever in the shadows, even in yeah. the movie theater scene. It's, mm-hmm. it's all very bright and you can see everyone clearly yeah. in terms of uh, the choice of you know that and so it was just kind of i i just thought that was like an interesting like thing yeah, yeah that's like yeah that's like another thing because the audience the audience obviously can see everything clearly but right but these nobody, guys yeah. these characters can't where whereas like you know like scorsese that's a is nice, like, like yeah he's gonna like put things in the dark you know mm-hmm. matt damon's hat's gonna be low when he's in the movie theater yeah you know he's not just gonna pop up he's gonna be body. wearing a hat with, yes he's he was gonna, gonna be wearing his hat that is going out hat that he always wears yes. you see him out with yeah, models that, that he wears when he goes to the martian the club me. you know wherever he's at but like you know in this one he just kind of pops up from behind the 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 seat and he just is wearing his outfit that yeah, he wears, that wears all yeah. that he's been wearing and he just has a bunch of papers just like out in the open, just looking at them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like no one's hiding. Yeah. Even uh, Tony's character, he's in the back seat, but he's not dressed different than how he's been dressed the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I think this is uh, this is very much a, a three and a half star film for me um, because. Well, you know, I'll, I'll give it a three. Mm-hmm. Because The Departed right now is moving up to a four-star film for me. Mm. And that one star, you know, it seems like it's not a lot, but it really it really is. It really yeah. is like an... It's really adding something to it. Yeah. Because three stars... Yeah, then good. just taking away from it. Right. Which, which remakes usually do. Especially exactly. American, you know, remakes of foreign films. You exactly. Know? But So I, I would definitely suggest to check out Infernal Affairs. It's on the channel. Even if you buy it, I, I, I mean, I, I honestly would buy it. I honestly yeah. would get it. Just something to have because, again, it's just a great comparison to the two. Like, you know, to have those different uh, versions of the film. Mm. But, uh, Mondo, what is your uh, last thought? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed watching it. I was like, uh, yeah, again, I, like we were saying, it's hard not to compare The Departed just because that's so 
stuck in our minds. Yeah, as you, if you listen uh, back really to this sad. episode, you'll see that it was yeah. very hard. <laughs> yes. not to, was, I think a, we talked about was, we should have just done the episode on the departure. It was impossible. It's <laughs> honestly impossible. But yeah, the acting was great. I mean, a little of the song choices are kind of like like here and or there. Oh, you know, uh, like yeah. that kind of like makes the film a little kind of cheesy at some points when they're trying to like pump up the drama between characters or anything like that. But I mean, obviously the story like is great. It's, you know, like it's real suspense, keeps you on your toes about like, you know, between the characters and what's going on. And, and, you know, like at the beginning it talks about, it gives this quote, like, was it, is it from Buddha or it's like someone else or something uh, like yes. that? Yeah. Like, you know, like what Buddha says, a continuous yes. hell, like that's, you know, like, that's what they're these characters are living because they're hiding behind everything and they have to and they're just living this continuous hell so you know like it feels like something it feels like something uh bodhi would say yeah exactly it's something philo- philosophical and like you know something really to make you think outside of yourself and like you know uh be truly who you are but honestly that quote honestly makes more sense in the scorsese version <laughs> than it does here because they're both you know, like Leo and Matt Damon are literally just like, if they continue that, they're just like stuck. Luckily, they both died before they could. Yeah. But they they were just they would just be stuck in that because nobody knows who they really are. Like, there's not a single person who knows. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this in continuous hell here, it's kind of like it, it seems like he sort of redeems himself. You know, like yeah. the 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 main character who's the bad guy who's mm-hmm. the you know, he he. You know, he ends up giving that the dead cop like, oh, like revealing that it's him, and then like, yeah. oh, he gets a good burial and stuff. So now I'm a good. Cop. Yeah, not that thought of as like you know like a right. bad guy. Yeah, because he never was. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I give. I, I mean, I also give this movie three stars. I might. It might need like another rewatch or just you know finish the trilogy. Uh, for me, you know, but yeah, three. Three, three Buddhas saying you're in continuous hell for me. All right. Well, that's uh, Infernal Affairs, everyone listening. Um, tell us what you think. What, what are you thinking? You know, mm. you know, is Jack Nicholson be- better? <laughs> is his wild hair better? I mean, honestly. Is Alec Baldwin in the micro microprocessors? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you said it earlier. I mean, it, it is better that they, because Jack Nicholson, they get into his, you know, that mob boss character yeah. even more so. Here, they, there's nothing. Where he feels really... Uh, intense and like he'll really like kill you. Yeah, like I was never afraid of this here. guy. Kind of. There's also no, there's not like no violence in this thing. Yeah, there's very little violence. Yeah, just against food, takeout food. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but there's no like. I, I wanted to see like some fools get their head shot off, but that's just me. Anyway, but that's not this movie. But and don't we'll... worry, because I wanted violence and I got violence with Mondo's next pick. Jordan, you still haven't figured out what podcasting is all about. It's a state of mind. You're in yourself, you're out of yourself. And I see it in you. I just saw it in you in the last, when we were just talking about Infernal Affairs. You have it. Just got to let the dog loose. You're a pit bull. When Anthony Kita showed, your, <laughs> showed you his crotch, you didn't back down. <laughs> that, <laughs> Is that the quote you were trying to bring up when he tells him that? Yeah, that was... I was yeah. And, and, and what what is this quote from, Mondo? What are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Huh? So we're, uh, you know, we're keeping it action We're keeping it suspense, thriller. Uh, I'm talking Point Break from 91, baby. Director Catherine Bigelow. This, near, is your, this is your second Bigelow. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, Near Dark right. was the other right. one. It was the first. Yeah. And let me read you the synopsis from Letterboxd, as we usually do. 100, 100% pure adrenaline. Yeah, that's uh, a little redundant, but I guess that's what Letterboxd does, right? Yeah, I mean, pure one hundred percent. How many of like how many movies probably have that fucking tagline? Yeah, but which how many deserve it? I would all say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in Los Angeles, a gang of bank robbers call themselves the ex presidents, commit their crimes while wearing masks of Reagan, Carter, Nixon, and Johnson. The FBI believes that the members of the gang could be surfers and send young agent Johnny Utah undercover at the beach to mix with the surfers and gather information. <laughs> Sounds like a quest in a video game. 
Like, go we don't, gather. We don't, want you, we don't want you to arrest anybody. Just gather some info. Yeah. But who's in this? I mean, the late, great Patrick Swayze. R.I.P. Yeah. As Bodhi. Uh, Keanu Reeves as, you know, Johnny Utah. Also, Johnny Johnny Wick. A lot of Johnnies. Yeah. Johnny Mononic. John yeah. Wick. Uh, Johnny Utah. Yeah. Um, there's others. I have to look them up, but there's quite a few. There's okay. like a few of them. He, do, he mm. does a lot of Johnnies. Okay. Anyway. He looks like a Johnny. He does. Kind You're of. Right. You know? He does. If he's not Keanu, it's like. That's true. Uh, Gary Busey. The great Lori Petty. John C. McGillany. And, uh, yeah, some other guys. Uh, you forgot Anthony Kiedis of the Great Red oh, Chili yeah, Peppers. Sorry. Uh, Californication, yeah. everyone. Uh, oh, Tom yeah. Sizemore. Oh, R.I.P. Tom yeah. Sizemore. And also but, Tom yeah, Sizemore. Small, small role. Yeah. Uh, point Break. So this is what you're bringing to the cult. Yeah, and I honestly, this is actually a good pairing. I'm surprised when, you, when I told you that you're all, yes, whatever, do it. No, no, I wasn't saying I thought about it. I thought okay. about it. Um. I said yes because yeah, I mean you know, and again, I was I hadn't seen Infernal Affairs, so I was yeah. thinking of The Departed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, oh yeah, like that makes sense. It's like mm-hmm. about it's a little different, but it yeah. is about um, two people, like two people who are not necessarily well. In The Departed, it's more about two people trying to figure out who they are, but I but feel more about like, Johnny Utah finding about who he is. But like, but also, I do feel like kind of Matt Damon in The Departed. Mm-hmm. Is very much a Bodhi where he sort of just has this determination to be this a little thing. more sure of himself. Yeah, about things. Yes, where it's not like we're because Bodhi here is not really trying to find himself. He's very aware of yeah. what he is and what he's about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, no, they very much are good pairings in terms of like that and the idea. philosophy side of it all. You know, yes, exactly, like, yes, and, and like because again, like that endless hell thing, I think applies more so. That Buddha quote applies more so to Point Break. And the new departed yeah. than it does in Infernal Affairs. You yeah, because Bodhi's like, you know, he's talking about like, yeah, they're all driving in their coffins on the freeway. Like, you know, right. They're, like right, they're right. stuck in this like continuous hell. Yes. And stuff like exactly that stuff, you know. And he's like trying to like figure out a way to break yeah. that. Like and, and unfortunately, with a lot of white people mm-hmm. uh, doing extreme stuff is how they, how how they, they get it out. Instead and of maybe just, I don't know, figuring themselves out, and talking to their families. You know, <laughs> and, but that's the thing about white people. They know they're, they're allowed to. And we're just realizing yes. that us as, you know, you know, uh, Mexican Americans, we're allowed to too. You know, we, yes, and we, we're gonna do it. We we're gonna couldn't go back then in the yeah. '80s and '90s. Yeah, because um, you know we'd be arrested. Yeah, these guys would get it. These guys have been getting away with bank robbery for years. Yeah, and no one can figure them out because they're, they're, you know what I mean. They're wearing white guy masks because doing, they're uh, wearing president masks. And, and what have the white collar crimes? Yes, what have presidents been doing? Yeah, getting away with crimes all the yeah the for whole years. Time. So it's it's multiple statements. There's a wider, there's bigger, there's a bigger thing going on, you know. Like, well, Mondo, I'm I'm actually like I, I there's something that I will say, and I I brought this kind of uh, concept up before about another uh-huh. movie. Okay. But um, but I but I do want to bring it up here as we mm-hmm. talk about it because I do feel like it's kind of that same idea. Yeah. But I do want to first ask kind of why. Why bring Point Break to the Criterion Collection? What is it that you kind of like? What What's the first? You know what I mean? Like why? Obviously, it's a movie that everyone loves, and I love yeah. it and stuff like that. But what do you think in yeah. terms of like? Yeah, you know? I know. And and yeah, I mean, yeah, it is one of those movies that's kind of beloved. You know, no one's really forgotten Point Break. It's, yeah, no, not at all. But I think on multiple viewings, you kind of you get more of the philosophy and the layers of the film and okay. the filmmaking okay. and things like that, which. I mean, in the '90s, late like late '80s, like you know, action movies are kind of just like these, you know, kind of like meathead brooding, like you know, like you know, like you know, fight first and like ask questions later kind of thing. Where there's right, like no right, kind right, of like, right. it's mostly about the action and not really the dialogue or just like kind of one liners that like you know people would have like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know Jean Claude Van Damme and stuff like that. This one feels more like when it came out, it was disguised as one of those kind of movies that would just be action, like chasing, like, like, you know, because like, I mean, this movie has one of the great like foot chase scenes. Yes, you know? it absolutely it, like, does. I would argue maybe the best, but, you know, 
one of the best. At no, least, for I sure. I mean, maybe because because I feel like it's like duplicated. Yeah, a lot. But like I feel the, like I mean, just like they, that. They them. obviously, but also they took beats from Ferris Bueller for sure. Just the way well, they're going well, they, in and out of the houses and I, like and and like the you know the like people reacting to like where it's Ferris Bueller's like oh hi or is like you know I and that's it, I that's like that's so that's a perfect like okay keep going I'll I'll let you finish your point then I'm gonna bring yeah it you know so like that it was like it feels like oh, they like they took note of that because it's such a great like you know that iconic that's such like. Ferris Bueller has those iconic, like a lot of iconic scenes, and that's yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. And to kind of, I feel like they had to use that as an outline, just the way that he interacts with people, like and they when Bodie and uh, Johnny are going through like running everywhere and stuff. And they made it like so, punch it up like so much more intense I, I, and things I, like that. This is not what I wanted to say. I'm gonna bring it up, but yeah. when the the when he you know when Patrick Swayze throws a dog at Keanu, yes, that's like, I get that mixed up with Ferris Bueller a lot. Oh, I think okay, it yeah. happens in Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I mean, now I don't, but I used to. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Like I used to like get those two moments mixed mm-hmm. up because they were so again so similar. You yeah, know what I mean? they're definitely similar, but you know, like uh, Point Break has has its own twist on it because obviously, the, like the stakes of are co- much of higher. Of course, of course. And like yeah, you yeah, know, they're yeah. running in like yeah, yeah. It's not, and it's yeah. like much more dramatic because it, it's like in that middle part of the movie where or the beginning of like the third act, but you that, know, where they. Where he finds out, like it's this, it's like his friend that he's like befriended, and you know Johnny's like, you know, he's like, you know, he has a deeper thing going on because he doesn't know who he is, and when he tells Lori Petty that he like, he's trying to find himself, you know, because he just did what his parents wanted him to, and I feel like that's a big thing too, like of course, and you know? and also like that that's because like Bodie knows too, yeah, you could see like, right through, he, he knows that he doesn't like. Because I'm sure Bodie was at that point too. Sure, lost. exactly. But that—that's like another interesting thing is that like Bodie's there to like guide him, and that's what I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. Is that you know we did an episode with our good friend Caesar uh, Gonzalez, his yeah. film slob. Uh, we did a Ferris Bueller episode where we yeah. talked about Ferris Bueller, mm-hmm. and I talked about how I felt like that film was about you know uh, 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 Cameron. Um, dealing with a, a crisis of faith right yeah. does he believe in god does he believe in the devil mm-hmm. who does he follow ferris bueller's ferris bueller is the devil you know his dad and like uh, uh the car the authorities is like god mm-hmm. and he's like trying to figure out blah blah blah. and i and, and i false really, idols yes <laughs> the and, car. I, and then he kind of realizes that it's himself that he has to believe in not yeah. ferris bueller not his dad yeah it's like he has to take control of his own life and i feel like this has a lot of that watching it again i felt like you know, because Keanu Reeves, <laughs> it's so like Bodie, it, Bo- Bodie isn't because Bodie is like comes off as like an, a, re- a religious figure, but he's very anti-authority. He's yeah. not, and and it, it can be very Jesus-like, obviously. And but to me, it feels very much like the devil. It feels very much that idea of like yes, finding he yourself. He's like, the you, you know, know he's like dangling the apple in front of you. Yeah. He's like he looks so like, but you it's know, for yourself. But he needs it's, it. Yes. But sometimes it's not because Bodie, like you know, well, like he, he knows does, who he needs to use. Yes. And he uses those. And he people, does use it, which like, is what most like which, people like that are. But like, like you know, Jesus, peop- like devil, priests, whoever. preachers, yes, exactly. like they. You know, like it's kind of like a, you know, a scam, a scheme, you know, they can, and a lot of people use it as that, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying everybody, but of course, Bodhi does that too. Like when he's like, you know, he knows like what he needs to dangle in front of Johnny Utah to get him to do what he wants. Cause he does that. He does. But but he also knows exactly. But it's not even, it's also knowing how to speak to people and make them feel like, Hey, like, don't you just want to be yourself? Yeah. Like, Hey man, like. Don't you just like want to do like what you want to do? Like you're just conforming to these things. You're just mm-hmm. in the metal box yeah. driving down the freeway. Yeah. Like don't you just want to like be like your own person? And mm-hmm. that is very much like a very like that's like a a, a satanic like philosophy. It's about like yeah. Being but it, even it's not though. It's like kind of a, a Eastern philosophy, I guess. You know. Well, too. that too. Yes, but I guess I only kind of bring up the it's, same thing because he's doing like he's willing to do. Mm. bad things like he's willing to like people can die he it may not be by his hand and he'll just yeah. like speak in your ear so you can do it you know what i mean especially well, yeah that he's ending, willing right? to go to the limit you know that's, that's like his especially, whole character especially the ending he puts a gun in johnny utah's hand 
mm-hmm. and like you know puts them in that situation where cops get killed well and like you know what i mean that, and that's a little so bit there's of another thing about him. that too that i want to talk about because you're saying he puts the the gun in in johnny utah's hand well but, but not <laughs> puts it in in him like where like it's forcefully but mm-hmm. in the way that he he's literally giving him that choice like he's like it's like that idea of like he like you know keanu reeves is slowly realizing like yeah like i need to be myself like it's not about Bodie. it's not about the fbi you know like like, even when he throws you know that's why he throws his fucking badge in the in the australian ocean at the mm, end you know what i mean because he's just like it's all bullshit like what what it's about is about yourself it's about finding yourself and you know figuring that out exactly how the movie starts it starts with uh, you know, like Johnny Utah finishing his training and he has the gun in his hand, he's shooting, you know, all the like cutouts and all that, you know, and he gets like he's like he passed and he's gonna be this guy. Yeah, they yeah, hand yeah. him and, mm-hmm. and they but they interslice it with you know, uh Bodhi surfing. Yes. You know? And yes. that's the thing yeah, too. Yeah. Like Bodhi never changes from beginning to end. He no, he, he never starts does. he starts the film surfing, he ends he, the film surfing. Yes, he ends the film But yeah. Johnny Utah he starts with the gun in his hand, and he just and at the end, he tosses it in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. he like figure like he's like, it's hit, like obviously it's a, you know Johnny Utah's story, but that's like you know such a like a black and white arc exactly, you know? and it's but painted in painted right, right. in front of you like so. And why he vividly, doesn't shoot him when you know? he's chasing him? Yeah, and why just he does, yeah, yeah, because not. Because it's, it's not it's black not and so white. Easy. No, because it is black and white. Because it's not so easy for him to be like, "That's a bad guy." Boom. Yeah. How, how every other cop like. Oh yeah, that's it's not black and white. Oh yes, yeah. yes, it's not black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Oh, <laughs> boom. He did, he did. <laughs> no, 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 boom. He doesn't shoot him. <laughs> well, it's it's a meatball sub. It's what yeah, it is. It's the third no, meatball sub where, I should have ordered. Like, like Pappas just once was just like, "You should have shot him. You don't yeah. miss." Where he's just like, yeah. "Oh look, like it's not so easy because yeah, sure yeah. he's robbing banks, but I know him." And he's he's a good person. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's not like killing people. He doesn't but, want to. I kill mean, people. is he wanna... like? But it's so yeah. It's so hard to say that he but is that's a good what person. I'm saying, you know? But that's what the devil makes you think. Mm-hmm. And that's what other kind of those sort of religious figures make you think. And that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's every. What I'm saying. It's not necessarily about him. It's not about Keanu Reeves realizing he needs to worship the devil. It's about him realizing that like. I don't need to do he any to, of it. He needs to believe in himself yes. too. You yeah, know, yeah. Ultimately. Whereas like, you know, you have that, the dude in, from scrubs, the FBI guy mm-hmm. who's like the way he yells at him and speaks to him is very much an authority thing. And yeah. very much this, like this is yeah authoritarian. It, kind yes. Of thing. Which is like that. That's like the representation of God where it's just like, you know, you, you have to be this the Bible pretty much, you know, yes, you people be, preaching the Bible. You need to do this. You need to do this. Yes, you need you to, have do to be this everything way, by this. the book. Yeah. Cause you know? if you don't, you're not going to get what you want. But you like to, you said, nothing is black and, and white then, and too, you can't just go by the and book and something i never noticed too is like Which when he first meets the, book, the, the fbi book. guy the uh the scrubs guy or whatever uh he when he's like you know he's like i don't want he's like i don't want you like having caffeine blah blah, blah like all this stuff and john like, c mcginley yeah but john just, c mcginley just to not like yeah you know, I don't yeah want, sorry like, the scrubs guy but no john no c. but McGinley. i said it too but yeah you know. <laughs> But yeah, so like he's like, you know, like he's saying like all these like dictating Adam and like, you know, you have to, and then Johnny like kind of goes with it. And he's like, ah, I take the skin off chicken, you mm-hmm. know, but at the end of that scene, he's eating a donut. He's like, yeah. I love these things. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like the forbidden fruit is always dangling there. And like, I don't know if it's like a joke, like because like this guy's just way too serious. And he's like, oh, like he's like, there's a bunch of assholes out here. He's like, oh, they're not like he's they're, oh, said, they're not oh. running out. No, he said, like, I, I think they sent you here because there must be an asshole shortage. And then, he's like, like oh. yeah, Keanu was like, it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like, like it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, that thing, you know, where it's like, it's always, like, he doesn't know what side he's on. He's just kind of saying yes to every, like, that's, I feel like that's him saying yes to everything, you know? But yeah, it's also, it's also and, the same thing with the Cameron thing. His parents told him to do that. Yeah. His parents, like, made Pushed him go him, yeah. that way. And that's another idea of an authority figure of a yeah. God kind of thing that you think you have to listen to because if you disobey that your life will suck and it's really funny too because you know yeah Bodhi tells him too like you know like oh you just did what your parent like you know like did what your parents did and like you know you don't have to and then when he's like and then when you know Keanu Reeves gets the surfboard and all the stuff you know that little kid tells him like you know it's gonna change your life you know it's such a stupid like 
almost like a throwaway scene almost like kind of yeah, like yeah. just He's like, like if you oh, stick just to it it'll laugh. change your life yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but that's like completely true for the movie and yeah, Keanu uh-huh. Reeves' character it is gonna change his life it literally changes his whole like trajectory yeah. of his yeah. life He's literally a surfer now. Yeah. At the end, he's got the long hair. Mm-hmm. He's like just like surf every day still. Yeah. He's driving that Jeep. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah, he, he's a total beach he's bum become guy that. now. Like yeah, yeah. Like he's it, found it, his way sort of. Yes. When he seemed like you know yeah exactly it's like you know he has the clean cut hair you know it's brushed combed right you know all that he's wearing suits i mean know, it's all that. still a little long but it's not like it's not yeah. at the end where it's like kind of shaggy where but he is sort of the, like but he is it. that like johnny utah that johnny unitas guy he's yes. that all-american uh-huh. boy and yeah by the end he's like you know he's he's like shaking all that off and, yes you know and that's you know and for like you know an action movie like a you know even thriller i guess almost it's like it's it it stands out amongst all the the garbage that was just coming out of action movies where everyone wants to be predator and like big toting guys with beefcake well let's talk about why because it's directed by Catherine Bigelow. yes exactly and because again this may sound like some sort of like i don't know like but it's very much like a a a a masculine feminine film Mm -hmm. where there's like, she's not trying to like, she's not trying to do either or, Mm -hmm. but it's obviously her eye, right? It's obviously a female eye. It has a female touch. It it has a female eye, but still she just, but she knows action and she knows like how to make like something thrilling and how to like make action for the sake of where it's like, you know, a John McTiernan for Die Hard. The action there is not useless. It's yeah. there to like, it's literally there to create moments for the character. Mm-hmm. So the glass breaks so that his feet, like, you know, yeah. he steps, like there's reasons for it. It, it, it created, mm-hmm. and here the action is the same thing. Yeah. It like literally like them doing like, that's Keanu Reeves literal, like, like, um, his, uh, moment where they jump off the, jump out the plane. Yeah. And he starts to just be like, this is great. Yeah. And he's just all happy. It's like, take these people, are bank robbers yeah. <laughs> and you just murdered people with them like you know what i'm saying like yeah, this, yeah. but 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 that's his release of it like mm-hmm. where it's like it's not a macho it's thing the, at all it's such I mean, a beautiful well, thing it's, it's another very thing much, like it's very much know, a bromance to bring in that, like in that you know like too you know like, to, uh, to bring a religion in again it's the leap of faith you know yes, it's without the parachute absolutely. you know it's the but whole it's, like but yes it's also without the parachute but it's also like very much like in you know it it, it it's where a lot of like um you know stuff uh action films directed by men it's sort of like it feels very homoerotic and and mm-hmm. what they're trying to do and like they because they're yeah. too scared to really let uh the male characters like just show each other love or yeah so emotion the way, or like so, yeah. or emotion so the way yeah. they do feels very just like oh this is like really weird mm-hmm. and here there's none of that it's like very much just like like for instance, you know what I mean. Like they, like Bodhi is. Just it's not very homoerotic. Much, no, that's what I mean. But because yeah. Bodhi is it's very not, much yeah. like loving and just very mm-hmm. much just like, hey man, like what's up? Like, and it's not know. weird or anything. It's yes. never like you never get a weird glance or like. Yes, it's, not, it, it's just that like, yeah. it, you you feel that Bodhi's love is like a genuine thing because mm-hmm. he's like just trying to be like, hey man, mm-hmm. I can see you can't find your way. Like yeah. I, I'll just give you whatever advice and whatever mm-hmm. like little push I can. Like, you yeah. know, and just show you that, like, hey, you could just chill. Like, we just mm-hmm. surf and chill. Like, you yeah. know, you'll just have sex with whatever girl you yeah. want. <laughs> but yeah. Lori Petty, this one random girl. But until pet. it's, until it, like. I was kidding. Until, you know, Patrick Swayze needs something from Johnny. You know, he needs to let him rob this bank. He Like, he needs him to, like, you know, be a part of it so he can throw it on him. But well, And, like, get his, like. I, I do so he can run away. Honestly, I do see that, but honestly, like I, I will say, this is probably one of the best villains in action movie yeah, history. Yeah, in any movie, right? Because like, he, I, I don't want to see him get caught. I don't want to yeah, see him well, stop. Exactly. You honestly, fell for it. I'm on yes, because yeah. again, and I, I don't think because w- w- the way you're saying it, where it's like when Bodhi wants something from you, that's when. But I don't think. I, honestly, you know, he like, turned like I mean, you see that turn. That's what I'm saying. Where he gets I, but, like but that. I don't think that it's. But you just want to give it to Bodhi, and because you start to. But that's the thing is that like he's more convincing that like look, you don't. You're not really helping me. You're helping yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Which well, yeah, is what kind of. Which is what Keanu yeah. Reeves sort of realizes yeah. that it's not really about helping. Like that's why he lets him go into the wave. 
Like, that's why he lets him go. I mean, why didn't he just take him to jail and just let him rot in jail? Yeah. Because he knows he's just like, well, you know what? Like, he's kind of right. Like, I'll just, I should just let him go die out in the surf. In yeah, the wave. it's like, that's then, like he's where not, he, then he's not our problem anymore. Yes, and that's yeah. where he belongs anyway. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. Like, but I mean, I, at the end, like. I, I mean, mean, yeah, sure, it is using people for what Bodhi wants. But I think people when everyone kind of realize, is like, dying well, at the end, like Bodhi's like off to Mexico, you know, oh, like, and he's gone. Well, sure. And all his friends I mean, have died. That's just any, that's just anybody. <laughs> that's any, just any good villain, you know. <laughs> but, but, but I think, but I think he's a good villain because he's very, it's sympathetic. It doesn't, you're, you're yeah. the whole time you're just like, man, like he's. He's pretty sick. He's pretty dope. And Patrick Swayze's performance is just, yeah. I mean. This is iconic. This is iconic Swayze. Straight right up. Here. It literally is like one of the best villain performances like of all time. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we, we I think we got into this on the Die Hard episode about um, Alan Rickman, uh-huh. where I wasn't too, I'm not too crazy about that, that character. Everyone thinks he's like the best villain oh, of all yeah, time yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I never really thought about it before because I never thought about Bodhi as a villain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But watching it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, he obviously is the villain. Mm-hmm. But he's literally like one of the greatest like action movie villains of all time because yeah. he's... Because he's not one-dimensional. You know, he's well, not just this... Because, again... He's not this egomaniac. Yeah, I mean, like, he is a little bit. A but, little bit, but, but not like... You know, he's going... Johnny Utah's going undercover and like... But he's like falling in love with this guy, he's like as we the, all are. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's the cult leader, where like everyone just fawns but, over but, him but for that's some reason. It, but, you know? but but in the, most films, the audience is like made to fall in love with the the person. Yeah. But even in this film, Counter Reeves is falling in love with him too. Yeah. He's not even like skeptical about him. He's mm-hmm. just like, oh damn, Bodie's actually yeah. pretty sick. You know? Yeah, and that's why the iconic chase scene, it like it ends like on the best. It ends the best exactly. way because yeah. he has he's fighting, yeah, you know both sides at that moment, and he can't decide, you know, like he can't one or the other. I mean, obviously it feels more for like Bodhi, but he's still, it's still the like you know like the authority, like the way what he's done all his life. He's still like he can't fight that off either. And, and you know? that's another thing, like too, like if there wasn't the love interest of Lori Petty. Counter Reeves would have just let him chill and go and yeah. do you know what I mean? He would not have yeah. cared at all. But because her life is in danger is the only reason he's just like, fuck, I gotta like you know? Yeah. He did not care about Bodhi. Like mm. he would just let him go, like cause he know you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then he was just but then Pappas dies, and so that also gives him the motivation. That triggers him too because yeah. Yes, to be like, Well, I guess you have to go down. Like you have to go to jail. Because Pappas like, was never you know, like he was the an authority but not so much as everyone else like he's yes. still his friend right. obviously his partner you know yeah yeah like uh, i mean pa- he was still very much like against authority he wasn't like yeah a complete, yeah pappas yeah, yeah. was like you know yeah. he wanted to do his own thing too right and like and at the very beginning like you know he's like oh they sent this young punk to me like you know i don't want to fucking do this or just even his theory like you know he's thinking outside of the box too when but, everyone but, else yeah. when everyone else is a naysayer in the department but that's what, like, like oh you, tell him you think he's a but, but like, surfers but like Johnny Utah is like his like Pappas is like little devil on the so- yeah. shoulder where he's just like oh you mad yeah. like good but Get angry. Let's, yeah. you know whereas like he's yeah. hasn't felt anything for years yeah. until Utah comes up and just like dick yeah, like he what, like reinvigorates like, him like yeah, yeah your shit might be stupid but like let's figure it out let's do something yeah. you know what i mean like I didn't get this job just to sit around and wear a Hawaiian shirt like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to do some shit. <laughs> yeah, and like, eat meatballs. <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah. Utah. Yeah. Two. <laughs> yeah, and even in that scene, Utah orders something healthy. Like, I think he yeah. gets a, sal- a tuna salad. He just gets a, a tuna, tuna salad. Yeah. He literally, yeah. yeah, it's like. So he's always fighting that. You know, it's yeah, always yeah. like, you know. Yeah, he doesn't, like, because he's not a cop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like he's not really even a football player, he's not yeah. a lawyer. Yeah. He just needs. He just needed to be himself. Yeah, he was too busy trying to be all those things, and that's another thing. Again, I, I again well, as we kind of started, but t- that's coming from Catherine Bigelow. I feel like her perspective mm. of that, you know, like her taking on this mm. script and her seeing what this is about, and like literally making it about like yes, like we can have those like action and adrenaline moments, mm-hmm. but they're there to like literally they're like zen moments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though they're action, it's like zen. 
You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, the way this yeah, the way this is filmed is that this is another big thing about this movie is that the way it's filmed like, you know, LA always looks can always look so different in every movie from like, you know, from anyone's perspective, but not but like this one it really I mean I want to say this is the 90s in the best way. Like yeah, just the yeah, way yeah. like Absolutely. it's like everything looks so smoggy and like that's what way like I don't know just LA feel, yeah. felt that way yeah, where everything's you know just in a fog a haze you know it's not all clear blue skies over here as much as they want to make it you know even the beach when they go like when they're when they're looking for like you know like a, a forensics you know it's a dirty like chemical beach like it's like one of the worst they said like you know it, <laughs> yeah. you know and you know, and when people think of California, they think of like, you know, blue skies, sunsets and like these, uh, you know, gorgeous beaches. But it's, you know, it's not like that. I mean, not not everywhere is like, you know, riddled with not filth. Every, not but, everywhere is Huntington Beach or yeah. Laguna Beach. Well, not Laguna or Malibu, Beach. you know, yeah, like Malibu. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's sort of trashy and like, you know, and things have gone to the wayside. So it's not so like this one perfect area you know yeah, it shows I, it for I what it like is they're, kind they're, of, they know? were very much going for like the venice kind of like yeah. dog town kind of yeah. like area and even like, like you know how they have those like 70s cop cars like they just oh, yeah. feel so like you know like gritty like there's this grit to la like that is not i mean it's shown but this way i feel like i don't feel like anyone's shown la like this in their own vision you know where like just even when they're in the bank it's like murky in there you know like if you're underwater or something like it just it just has this amazing look to like to yeah the film, no you know? it does it does it's not crisp it's not clear yeah. it feels and again and it, the it, you know and a lot of a lot's handheld too where it feels like yeah obviously the you know the the amazing chase scene is for sure handheld like they're not going in with a crane oh yeah like, you no, know yeah like for it's sure like it's also just Again, I mean, running and gunning it feels. I mean, and Catherine Bigelow is just like amazing Mm -hmm. at that kind of like setting up stuff like that. I mean, like the from the Hurt Locker, you know, near dark. You just have like these sort of like makes great action scenes. Yeah, like set pieces that Mm -hmm. not only feel big, but they're still small. You know, yeah, it's not. It's not like obviously, it's not like the Dark Knight or something, Mm -hmm. which are great. I'm not trying to say that like a bad thing, but it's not like the Dark Knight truck getting flipped over or something yeah and it's not like, like some massive thing but it but feels it so feels like massive that. yeah but she knows how to like there's do those really things. weight even, even in the hurt locker i mean that's a pretty big film mm. but it's still very small yeah because you know what i mean like yeah like they're going it, to this bomb that's yeah little. It's, it's not like, like huge buildings yeah. blowing up they, he's literally always in just the middle in some of little, like yeah. yeah like some little like village or place like, or yeah, something right and so but it always feels big like everything is because that's What's so great about her is she knows how to kind of like grasp like action in, in a way that's about emotion. It's not about just boom, boom, boom. Or yeah, looks or like. Yes. Yeah. It's like literally trying to make you like be like, oh, OK, like that's like a character or that's something. Mm-hmm. It, it means something to the story. Yeah. And that's I think that's kind of why why like obviously Die Hard resonates. Why those mm-hmm. films. But this one especially. Yeah. Because not only do you have those two great performances you got keanu reeves and patrick swayze which are just gary two Busey too for well gary little... Busey, but i'm saying like you know keanu and patrick swayze are just like iconic yeah, like yeah. 90s pop like icon yeah. like they're just like icons right mm-hmm. like in gary Busey's great too but like they are literally like the reason why you watch this mm-hmm. and so you have that mixed with the fact that it's actually about something that there's something really there and then like you know i Catherine Bigelow's right. Look, it's in the collection. I'm just saying, I'm letting it in. I'm letting it in because I, I th- there's no denying. Because again, I could have just let it in based on the fact that I'm like, oh yeah, it's fucking Point Break. I loved it. I watched it when I was a kid. It's like, yeah, really fun. I, I, I honestly didn't know. I know. I mean, I know you like this movie, but I don't know. I thought you might try to, you know, give me a hard time for bringing it a little. No, you know, I, just I mean, so you know, just for good podcasting, I guess. No, no, I, I get what you, you mean. Know? It but. It was just like too hard, like watching it again and and not to say that I hadn't seen it in a while, but, you know, watching it again to kind of really watch it for the podcast. Mm -hmm. I really was just like, oh, yeah, like there's really kind of no way to say no to this, like especially in terms of like the importance of it and what we're talking about, why it should be in the Criterion Collection. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, there's like it's it's very much just like a staple 
of like action films. Didn't we go see this at the Beyond Fest one time? Uh, and when they were doing like at the drive through at uh, drive-in? Yes. We, we did, did, right? Yeah, yeah. What was it with? Or just this and something else? Uh, we probably didn't see the other thing, but yeah, yeah I think it was just like probably this. It Point probably break. was a new one. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, no. Yeah, so just erase a new one from your from from existence. Yeah, there's no reason for it at all. Put point break in the, yeah. in the in the Criterion Collection because again, it's just it's just a matter of like, it's just you know with 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 true romance, I will say that like I just let that in because I just like love it. I have yeah. no. I have no real reason other than that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and it's a it's a great like and Caesar made a lot of good points for it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like definitely. his points were like good and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool, that makes sense." Because mm-hmm. me, I'm just letting in because I'm like I like This it. is cool. Yes. Yeah, you're so cool, you know. But, That's why. And and this one I kind of thought like, ah, I was like, ah, I I could let it in because of that, but let me see what's up with it. Yeah. But again, watching it, it just feels very much I was like, "Oh yeah, like I see a lot of things here that you know, I can understand where you don't need to see those things. You could just watch it as an action movie, and it's just yeah. a fun action movie, blah blah blah. But yeah, it can be that. Too. Yeah, but 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 there's so much more to it, and I hope that anyone who listened to me like talk about it, because again, you know, the Ferris Bueller thing, it always feels far fetched. But if you really pay attention to it, you'll kind of see that that's what what it's there for. <laughs> it's, it's it's a religious. Uh, it's like a. It's it's like a. There's like a metaphor there. There's got to be. <laughs> Yeah, he's at the point of breaking. Yeah, exactly. And he point doesn't, break. you know. Yeah, he exactly. finds himself. But, but or he does, what... or he breaks, you know, and he finds himself. Exactly. Yeah. They both. Because break. Yeah. There's a point of breaking, and well, point break—that's like a surfing term, right? That's not like a. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, like I feel like it's a few terms, like a few things, you know. Yeah. Like turn a phrase or something, like some shit like that. Yeah. But wow, Jordan, I'm really surprised. I'm not surprised, but I mean, I am a little surprised that you did enjoy it so much again and found meaning and depth in it. And I mean, it'd just be so awesome for like people. I mean, obviously not everyone can come back and talk about this film, but Keanu can, Catherine Bigelow can, Gary Busey's still alive, right? Uh, I mean, in some kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Lori Petty. Yeah. Uh huh. Even, even what's his name? Uh, John McGillicky, McGilligan, or McGilligan. I think he might not be around. He's still around. Yeah. He's still Is around. he? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well. But yeah, no, no, you're right, and mm-hmm. like that would that would just also be a great, again, you know, because you know we talk about the I think we talked about this with Die Hard and stuff like, you know, they have The Rock and they have Armageddon. Mm-hmm. And they do have like a lot of action in terms of like foreign stuff, like yeah. a lot of the Jackie Chan Police stuff, story, Police yeah. story and stuff like that. Yeah. And, that and that stuff's cool, but they're, you know, they, they've sort of been, I guess, I, a little more hesitant about action I, stuff. Yes, I feel like because there's so much pushback, and they shouldn't by, be. There's you know? so much pushback by all you fake, all you movie nerds, ner- all you no no fake movie nerds. Yeah, because if you were a real movie nerd. You'd be down with Armageddon and The Rock being in the Criterion Collection. Yeah. You would be like, that makes all the sense in the world because those are two solid ass films by two filmmakers. By one filmmaker. By, by one. <laughs> that's what I meant. By one filmmaker at their prime and Jerry Bruckheimer at his prime as well. Producing. Yeah. Exactly. I was yeah. I was thinking yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer, director one of them. But yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. One director, one producer. <laughs> and this is very much that same kind of idea. Like you know, I'm not to say that. Catherine Bigelow isn't good anymore, but I feel like this is something that she's like, you know, when, she's a great, are uh, one of great American filmmaker. Yeah, sure. she's one of our the greatest, and yeah. we and she literally got into all of our hearts and minds without us even knowing. Yeah, none of us knew that a woman directed this when we were watching it as young lads. It didn't matter. Of course, it didn't matter. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? It's just like. But that that's just sort it of brings like, more gravitas to the point it, break. It, you know? it just sort of brings more of like a uh, like a light bulb yeah. kind of. Of course, like that's yeah. I get why there there's certain aspects yeah. to this and because, just like you know in the muck of just, the and not even because she's a woman she's just a great director yeah. in in general. But but I'm saying like it just you can feel like sort of like a female kind of touch yeah, in a way that's sure. like a good thing. Like you know yeah and yeah and you know the 90s this when this came out it. Like being like in the muck of all that like actiony kind of stuff, which was so like, you know, like 
you know goes with the 90s like early like early 90s films is stuff like that you know like it's like you know like stoner comedies and like you know action movies it feels like there was almost no in between sort of yeah. for a for a minute yeah. for a moment in time you know but this one obviously stands above the rest in like you know it's a needle in a haystack because it because i'm sure if you watch the trailer it's just some like you know like them running or that like it's so actiony when this film is like so much more than that. It's you know? it, it's it really, literally it's a needle and a meatball sub. Yeah, it's a meatball sub and a haystack. <laughs> One of those. It's a tuna fish and a <laughs> and a tuna sandwich. But so I mean, anyone listening, hopefully you've seen Point Break. If yeah. you haven't, I mean, I, don't I mean, know go watch it again. Go check it out. Go check it. check it out. It's not streaming anywhere, but uh, AMC Plus, I believe. Yeah, Roku channel. Roku channel. I mean, you can watch it on Tubi for free. There's going to be commercials. And yeah, there's no. I mean, I had I have some crappy Blu-ray of it, some bare bones Blu-ray of it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, the special features are just sort of like bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it it would be it would just be a great addition to the collection. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for those of you listening, join the cult. Start voting. Start telling us what you think. Should this be in there? It's voted in whether you like it or not. Yeah. What's in but our collection? Exactly. So you can find me at Young Jane Fonda on Instagram if you want to look for me. Jordan Garcia on Letterbox. Um, look for the cult. We're at Criterion Cult Pod. At Criterion Cult. That's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. Mondo, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on all those things, even at Save underscore Mondo and Letterbox. Join the cult. Yeah.